all right, there's no song this week. <laughs> We've been sitting here in silence for the past like 10 minutes while I was thinking of a song. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to start the show. So, hello, hi, welcome. Hey. The name of the show is Politics. Although? Although, I call it Politrix. And the title of... Well, I have a few potential titles of this episode, right? Okay. So, it's about the movie Extraction 2. Yes. My first option. Two-straction. Okay. X2 Raction. <laughs> That's so much it was. Okay. Extractution. <laughs> or just Extraction 2. <laughs> right. My vote is Two Straction, but, uh, you know. I I like Two Straction more. All right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm labeling this Two Straction. All right. All right. Anyway, my name is Presh. Sorry. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> My name is Chris, <laughs> And I am Di. Alright, uh, so can we just get into the cleanup from last week? Yeah. Well, not really cleanup. <laughs> just seeing as how the cleanup section has just become my place to air our grievances. I'm going to bring up a tweet I saw this week, right? It said something like, Avatar 2 came out six months ago and no one can name more than two characters and remember any quotes from the first movie or this. Right? Okay. So let me be brief here. Okay. Two characters. Pia Khan, Colonel Miles Quaritch. Yes. Right? Okay. Second of all, you want some quotes? Okay, from the first movie. You are not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> you are on Pandora, ladies and gentlemen. Respect that fact every second of every day. If there's a hell, you might want to go over there for some R&R after tour on Pandora. <laughs> Iconic quotes. I think about this every day. Right? That was from the first movie. From the second movie. Remember, kid, Marine can be defeated. Or you can kill us. But we'll just regroup in hell. Semper Fi. <laughs> Again, another one I just use in my daily life. But yeah, so just some bonus quotes that I also just use in daily life, right? Alright. I know you're all asking yourselves the same question. Why so blue? <laughs> Well, I just say, why so blue when I see somebody that's upset? <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> you know, preface the whole thing. And that the other is. one I say is, let's get it done. <laughs> Which is the most, you know, multi-purpose yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> use that you would expect to use in daily life. But I yep. do get a lot of uh, usage out of the others. <laughs> uh, more than you would expect. That's, that, that's what I'm trying to get at here. Anyway, so let's just move on to actual cleanup. Right? So last week I forgot what AGOA stands for. AGOA. It stands for African Growth and Opportunities Act. Ah, okay. Right? That didn't uh, affect my thoughts on what we were talking about. Just uh, yeah. I thought I'd uh, clarify the, the name. Okay. That's cool. all. Yeah. Right. I said Ronald Reagan was the 70th president of the US. He was actually the 40th. Are we even in the 70s right now? No, Trump is 45. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. That, that's, the, the thing is, I know his thing ended in five. Yeah, so okay. I, I, just, <laughs> I just assumed it was 75, and okay. then I worked backwards to 70, but he's 45, and it's Ronald Reagan was the 40th. Right, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, the other thing is, I said it was 500 lions versus the sun. Okay. The actual question was 1 trillion lions versus the sun. Hmm. This changes nothing for me. <laughs> this changes everything for I me. I still say I still say it's the sun. But, uh, 
I mean, a trillion lions have like at least a trillion liters of pee, right? So if they all pee on the sun at the same time, then surely how they survive in space? They get spacesuits with like pee holes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Lion spacesuits with See, this is the thing. You can't get too close to the sun. That is true. Without sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as they wear sunscreen, they But yeah, like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to debate the physics with you. Fuck off. The sun would win. I'm, I'm team sun over here, right? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> the next thing is I said, uh, I thought Jessica Chastain won the Oscar for Best Actress in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Turns out she was only nominated. Oh. So. Well. Unfortunate for her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the news of the week. Yes. So, I forgot to mention this last week. I had it related to another story and I cut that story, thereby unintentionally cutting the story. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So, last week, the National Assembly passed the National Health Insurance Bill, the NHI. Yes. You heard of this? Yes, I have. Right. Uh, we've spoken about... Uh, the need for universal healthcare before we have yes right and why it just makes sense policy wise yes right and I've just seen a lot of opinion pieces mainly about how awful this is right yeah every piece starts off with well I'm in agreement in principle of universal healthcare but dot 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 then the article states a number of points most of which exposes the fact that they're actually against <laughs> the principle of universal health coverage and then they end with the NC are massively corrupt and they would implement it poorly. Yeah. So let me start my opinion off by saying, while I'm in, well, I'm in agreement in principle of universal health coverage, and then spoiler alert, I'm going to end it by saying, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the ANC are massively corrupt and they would implement it poorly, right? Yeah. So it may look like I'm saying the same thing as these other pe- people. Yeah. But I actually am in favor of universal health care. Okay. Right. So I thought I'd use this section to just chat in general about, you know, what I've been seeing pop up. Yeah. So currently with private healthcare, you pay a premium each month to a medical aid and you get certain benefits depending on what scheme you're on. Yes. These benefits are usually access to private healthcare facilities, which are very good and have short waiting times as opposed to uh, if you're without medical aid, you go to a government care facility, which is usually poorly maintained. They have limited resources and long waiting times. Yes. The NHI gives access to the private hospitals to people without medical aid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. This is paid for by our taxes plus an additional tax for people over earning over a certain rate. Yes. The, the ANC has not made clear what this rate is at time of writing. Yeah. But that's the, the plan they, they've put forward. Yes. And other, what's, other parties have... Uh, late concerns that you know they're not giving specifics they're just saying this will be done by raising taxes of a certain amount they yeah. haven't given us yeah. the, the direct breakdown yeah. right uh, then essentially what's happening is the entire country is in one medical aid right yeah and instead of paying a premium it is simply deducted out of your taxes mm-hmm. right yeah. people have doubts about whether or not we as a country can afford this Okay. So the first yeah. point uh, I'd like to bring up is that there won't be middleman costs as the medical aid company is cut out. Yes. Right. We spoke about this in previous weeks. Right? Yeah. I saw this piece by a lady named Nisa Mudli on the Daily Maverick. 
and my dad would be upset that I'm doing what can be described as bringing down an Indian person. <laughs> <laughs> but you do that to me every week. Yeah. But uh as I'm going to say with this lady, I don't care. <laughs> and neither do I care about bringing you down. <laughs> Listen, people who talk bullshit should be called out. Okay. Right. Uh and I should also make clear that in this particular case particular case this yes. lady isn't pro NHI. You know earlier I said most articles start off with say, I'm in yeah. print, I'm in agreement. So this lady never said she's in agreement at all. So <laughs> I should just uh, Okay. I'm mentioning her for another reason. Yes. Right? right. That, that's why I'm Okay. I, I just want to preface uh, that, right? Okay. Yeah. So uh this is from her piece. Okay. The health minister Joe Fowler says that those who say the nhi is unaffordable based their own opinions on highly inflated costs among some of the private providers who are under pressure to keep delivering super profits okay so this is her speaking now one has to assume the minister refers to claimed super profits of listed private hospitals and not medical schemes because oh. surely the minister of health understands that medical schemes offer members pooled benefits and are non-profit operations huh right so a little peek behind the curtain but we had to delay this recording by one day because I was sick yesterday. Yes. And the reason I became sick was because I read that comment. <laughs> I just started vomiting. <laughs> Am I even in reality? <laughs> right. But so just on its face it's total bullshit. Yeah. Medical aid companies are obviously for profit. Yes. How would they be able to maintain operations if they weren't making a profit? Yes. Right? Yeah. But I did some research. Okay. Michael Setas, director of Kalo Zealous, highlights that the medical scheme, quote the scheme, and okay. the medical scheme administrator, the administrator, are okay. two separate legal entities with distinct functions and responsibilities. Okay. Damien McHugh, head of health marketing for some for the retail and corporate sector at Momentum Health, further explains that in some cases the scheme and administrator have very similar names. For example, Momentum Health is administered by Momentum and Discovery Health is administered by Discovery. Okay. One of the differences between these two bodies is that the scheme is a not-for-profit organization, while the administrator can run at a profit. Hmm. So this is when I realized that this lady is not monumentally stupid. Okay. She's doing like a word ninjutsu, <laughs> right? <laughs> to deliberately mislead someone into thinking that Medical aid as a whole is non-profit. Yes. Right. Okay. She's using yeah. very specific language that if you're unfamiliar with this and you Google, is medical aid schemes non-profit? Then it'll show it, up. It with, will show yeah. that it is not for profit. Yes. But it she, won't show the profit. She's making it seem as if though she's talking about medical aid, and right. Not just the the scheme. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's. That's. I just wanted to really highlight the intellectual dishonesty from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know the people writing these pieces. Yeah. That that that's why I mentioned this lady's piece. Remember. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so between eighty and ninety percent of your medical aid premium goes to the scheme. Okay. So different schemes have different rates. Yeah. Okay. Right? The remaining ten to twenty percent goes to administrative fees. Okay. So it's in the administrator's interest to raise the premium as premium as much as possible to get more money, right? Yeah, makes sense. Uh I've read that each scheme is run by a group of trustees and is their duty to make sure that the administrator doesn't charge exorbitant fees. Okay. Right. So they uh 
what's the word it's like checks and balances right yeah the scheme uh works on behalf of you and the administrator works on behalf Behalf of of the insurance company yeah right right? uh and well i was you know i was saying like they have similar names yes discovery health is administered by discovery yeah so i've read that they have independent regulators Okay. That make sure that there's a separation of concerns that the discovery administrator is not, you know, in collusion oh. in collusion with the scheme to raise. Uh, oh right. Okay. Prices, okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. they're like almost entirely independent from each other. That's what we are supposed to believe. Okay. But obviously, we have no uh, <laughs> no inside info. Yes. So uh, I can't say if this is true or not. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying this is what they're telling us. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but like I said, it's in their inter- the, the the administrator's interest, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that they're plotting new strategies every day to try raise premiums. Yeah, probably. Right? Who knows if the trustees are, up, you know, for the task of combating this? Yeah. True. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying. Yeah. What assurances do we have that they aren't colluding? Yeah, makes sense. What if they've gotten around this? Regulation, or you know the the people that are supposed to be regulating them. Yeah. Or perhaps, what if they've paid off the people that are regulating them? You know, there's yeah. very there's lots of ways that uh, this can be gamed. True. So, yeah. them telling me that they're independent doesn't alleviate my worries about that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, so the NHI removes the need for this administration entirely. Okay. So yeah, right. Just the let, let's say that there are genuine administration costs. Yes. Right. And they've been taking ten percent. Yes. Right. Okay. We can figure out what amount of that is profit made by the company and just get rid of that. So say yes. it actually costs five percent to do the administration. Yes. Let's keep it at six percent too. You know, make to have sure some leeway. So we have some leeway. Yeah. And we reduce it by four percent. Yep. That's a <laughs> that's an easy way, uh, yeah. you know, to do this. And it comes directly out of your taxes instead of having to pay someone. Yes. So let's be clear here. Jobs will be lost because of this, right? True. Yeah. Specifically, the people that were doing the administrating in the various medical companies. Yes. Right. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that these people are leeches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. They are making their money from something that should be a human right to have. Right? Yes. If a leech is sucking your blood, you don't give consideration to how it's going to survive without your blood. Well, I'm <laughs> you, sure some people do. You just get rid of it, right? Yeah. But uh, but that's just an analogy I'm making. Right? Okay, right. These are yes. human people. Yes. <laughs> so, so, like, uh, we do care, like, what happens to them, but yes. they shouldn't have jobs in this yes. place here. They could right. probably find jobs somewhere else. That, that, that's what I'm saying. These are admin jobs. Every yeah. every company has admin duties. Yeah. Right. So right. over time, they will find new jobs. Yeah. We, we're not eliminating the entire field; just the jobs in this one exploitive industry. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. So again, there'll be a transition period. Yes. That will be tough. I'm not saying. Yeah. That won't happen. Yeah. But any like large scale change, you know. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. There's like yeah, you know, it'll... there's what's the word challenges to every yeah everything, right? There'll be a, a something period. 
So, yeah, uh, a period of. So let's just go back to a quote here, right? Okay, right. Uh, she said, "One has to assume the minister refers to claim super profits of listed private hospitals." So okay. Now, so we talked about the medical medical schemes. Now back to the listed private hospitals. Right. Okay. Right. In that lady's piece, she just put out a, a bunch of waffle. None okay. of it. <laughs> okay. Nice. None, none of it is like worthy of adding to the conversation here. Okay. Because genuinely, it's a bunch of nonsense. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and by you know doing the like what I said word ninjutsu with the yeah. uh, medical <laughs> scheme, this person is completely untrustworthy. Yeah. Right. At this yeah. point, there's no reason to take any of her other points seriously because. Yeah. You've already shown how untrustworthy, untrustworthy you are, right? Yeah. Right. So anyway, uh, private healthcare. Basically, the prices for private healthcare are negotiated with the various medical aids at the beginning of the year. Okay. Right. So <laughs> I don't know how that process happens, right? Yeah. But I assume like the head of the drug companies, uh, there and like I'm sure there's like some body. Yeah, that represents all the private doctors and yeah. all the, you know, uh, private care that goes to meet yeah. the medical aid uh, people, and they hash out like, yeah. okay, will you pay for this, whatever, and they they fix it, yeah. right, right. Uh, and this is usually an exorbitant price. Yes. For example, in 2016, private healthcare costs went up five percent higher than inflation. Higher than inflation. Yes. So inflation Jeez. is. You're keeping up with the rate that things are going. Yeah, they want another five percent on, on top, top of that. Jeez. Right, right. With only the government to deal with, prices will go down as private healthcare loses negotiation power in these price-setting meetings. Right? That's okay. They only yeah. have to deal with the government. Yeah, uh, they, they don't have anyone else to go to, so they have to, you know, like uh, go at the government's. Set price. Yeah, they won't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, right. And certain people have said that this will make healthcare workers in the private sector immigrate to other countries, as they won't accept only a small increase. Hmm. Right. Okay. They want an ex- an exorbitant increase. They yeah. want they want it to be like four or five percent every year. Yeah. If it were like, well, you're only going up by inflation. Yeah. Or you're only going up by inflation and one percent. Yeah. They would never accept that, right? Okay. So my honest answer to this is let them. Right? Get them out of here. No, not chase them out of here. Okay. But the fact of the matter is that these people are replaceable. Yeah. It will be extremely difficult and will take a long time. But we can't be held hostage by a handful of people who want an exorbitant increase every year. Okay. Yeah. We could fast track training new doctors. We could invest more in uh, not fast track. What's the word? <laughs> it's it's probably not a good idea to fast track. That's doctors. that's not what I meant. I meant yeah. like more bigger doctors programs yeah. for younger yes. people to get into. So there's more. There's a bigger pool. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I guess one. You. The second yeah. thing is leverage, like uh, foreign nationals. Okay. That have yeah. like a background in medical. Yeah. Uh, treatment, right? Right, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the thing is we can't be held hostage by these people. We have to implement good policy. Yeah. Right? Because uh, if we if we left things the same in terms of healthcare and these people still leave due to other reasons, yeah. we'll be left with no good policy and no good doctors, right? Yeah. So, 
it's better to implement good policy and deal with the reaction and to leave things as they are and hope people will act accordingly. Yeah. Right? Because what these people are saying is leave it as it is. Yeah. And just hope that people won't immigrate. Yeah. That's not a concrete deal. We have no guarantees that's how people will behave. Yeah. Right? So, again, uh, just... <laughs> right? Um... So those are the two ways the public health healthcare actually costs cuts for you. Yeah, okay. Cuts cost, not cost cuts. Cost cuts. <laughs> well, same difference. The two ways the public healthcare actually cuts costs for you. Yeah. The second thing is other revenue can be raised to help fund this. Yeah. Right? I should okay. clarify that this is me saying this, not the ANC. Okay. Their plan only relies on taxes. Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. The first thing is, like we've mentioned before, legalizing marijuana would add billions in tax revenue. True, yeah. Right? Obviously, we need a portion of that money to regulate the marijuana industry. Okay. You know, to make sure that, like, <laughs> I yes. don't know, whatever regulations is needed. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, so I was thinking, like, 20% of that money goes to regulating the marijuana industry and 80% goes to NHI. Okay, right? yeah. But even if it were flipped and 80% was used on the marijuana industry and 20% was sent to the NHI, that's still a significant, yeah. you know... I mean, it's, it's something. Yes, that would a, a help significant out, increase yeah. to... Uh, you know, because all these people are saying, even with the, the tax raise, taxes raised, yeah, we still won't be able to afford this. So I'm saying, yeah. look, here we have other... There are other ways, ways to get revenue. Setting it up. Right? That's the, the point I'm making. Here, right. right, okay, yeah. <sighs> The final thing is that we could request an interest-free loan from one of our allies. Okay. So, for example, China, to set up the NHI in the beginning, and we slowly pay this off over 10 to 15 years. Okay. So, I wouldn't count on this last thing, though. Right? Okay. That's why I mentioned last. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm right, just yeah. saying it can't hurt to ask. Yeah. Our allies are presumably interested in us thriving as a country, and will try to help us. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> the final thing to say is this. But the ANC are massively corrupt and they would implement it. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that doesn't negate or everything I've said. Yeah. It's just like every other opinion piece. It's we can't trust the ANC. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's the end of the story, right? Yeah. Uh, if I were, you know, trying to find a positive. Yeah. It's like trying to get blood from a stone, you know. <laughs> but if I could somehow squeeze out a positive, yes, potentially maybe if this goes through, yeah, and the ANC like implement this, uh, perhaps a a non-corrupt left-wing party, mm -hmm. yes, uh, would come in and the framework for the NHI would be in place for them to. To revamp, build on yeah, revamp, okay. build on, you know, make it better. Yeah. So that could possibly be a benefit. Yeah, it could. But on the other hand, the ANC could fuck things up. That is true. Uh, they you could know, majorly in yeah. the time they have. So it's uh, it, uh, the thing is, it's uh, it's a difficult thing. We can't because remember, healthcare people could die. Yeah. It's very. Uh, it's a very sensitive uh, situation. Issue. Right? Yeah. So. While I'm totally in agreement with NHI and the universal healthcare, uh, the ANC doing it is what I'm against. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Any thoughts? It's, 
it's kind of got to be a very delicate balancing act mm. between uh, trying to kind of phase out medical aids mm. and raising the taxes enough that you can still fund it mm. through the the loss of revenue from the medical aids, mm. but you're not uh, raising them too much. Wait, that, uh, what do you mean loss of revenue from the medical aids? Like the the lo- How do I uh, the lot? Not loss of revenue, but like uh, having being able to cover the costs of what the medical aids would be paying for. But again, the private healthcare costs are going down because they're only yeah true. Uh, negotiating with the government, so yeah. they won't be paying at the same prices that the medical schemes were. Okay, that, that that's what I was saying. The prices would go down, so it's much uh, okay. Then that's what the minister was saying bef- before this lady. <laughs> One of the just evil, the most evil comments I've ever read. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Can we move on? Yeah, sure. So we spoke about the submarine situation last week. Yes. Right. It's come out that the submarine actually imploded and the passengers died instantly and painlessly. Yes. Obviously, the loss of life is horrible, but it's better that it happened this way rather than you know, running out of oxygen and slowly suffocating to death, which is what we thought was happening last week. Yeah. Right. It's come out that Stockton Rush, the CEO of OceanGate, said that he didn't hire, quote, 50-year-old white guys with military experience to captain his vessels because they weren't inspirational, end quote. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. The right right wing has used this quote to say that the actual reason the submarine blop is due to wokeness, (laughs) right? Yes. Because if he wasn't woke, he would have hired fifty old white men, and they would have stopped him from doing this. Yes, that's the. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, I don't want to give him like free promo, but there's a right wing guy. His name is the Quartering. Have you heard of him? Uh, can't say I have. He's just a huge dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, uh, a screenshot of him, of a YouTube video he made. His, yeah. The secret wokeness that, <laughs> that made the submarine blob. <laughs> it just it made me burst out into laughter. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I'd like to point out is that the point he was trying to make is that he hired younger people in relation to other companies. Yes. Uh, in that industry who hired more experienced people, right? Yeah. Right. I would wager that the reason he was doing this was so he could cut down costs as younger people will work for a smaller salary than an experienced worker. Yeah. Right? You'll see why I'm saying this just now. Okay. The second thing is, uh, an old undated video is circulating online showing OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush admitting he, quote, broke some rules, end quote, to create the submarine. Hmm. Quote, I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. I think it was General MacArthur that said, you're remembered for the rules you break. I have broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with logic and good engineering behind me. The carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule that you don't do that. (laughs) Well, I did. (laughs) Stockton said in the footage being shared online. The real problem I'd say with this guy is that he was trying to cut corners to bring down the costs and not wokeness. Yeah. (laughs) But why would somebody, someone try to bring down the expenses? Uh... So that they're not paying as much? I would put forward that it's because if there's less expenses, then there will be more profit. 
makes sense to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to remember here, but isn't there some sort of economic system that incentivizes seeking profit? Mm. No, not that I can think of. A profit motive, if you will. Oh, that's a good name for it. <laughs> can you think of such a system? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> the right wing would respond that well, this guy didn't follow the rules. Okay. You're only supposed uh you're, you're supposed to only seek profit within the rules. Yes. Right? Which is a fair reply. Yeah. But I'd like to point out that the right wing position is that we don't need any regulations, right? Okay. They say we should just let private companies operate how they want and the market will self-regulate. Hmm. Right? Okay. So for example, their point would be, well, nobody's going to uh invest and yeah, go in a trip with Ocean Gate now because because uh, uh, they've seen what happened. They've seen this. what happened. Yeah, right. And Ocean Gate will go out of business, and that's the market self-regulated. Yes, but okay. <laughs> people died. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's <laughs> they the self-regulating that they talk about is is like the eventual fall of the company. It doesn't yeah. pre- prevent, you know, the. The deaths are, that yes. lead to the the going out yes, of business. Yes, them operating yeah. how they want. Deaths, uh, you know, as a result from that. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, it's it's not a great way of self-regulating a market. But anyway, this is what it means to have a free market, right? Yeah. Uh, these people want it both ways. They want to say, "Well, we need a free market because government regulations stifle innovation, etc." Right? Yeah. And then when said regulations are proven to be what would stop things like this, <laughs> right? They'll say, "Oh well, you should have just followed the regulations, right?" Yeah. So uh, again, like I said, the reply that you're only su- supposed to seek profits within the regulations, yeah, is true. It's correct. Yes. If a left-wing person said that, I'd be like, "All right, fine." Yes. But these are people who are supposed to believe in. no regulation. Uh, yes. Right. That, yeah. that, that's why I'm trying to show the hypocrisy of these idiots, right? Yeah. They want a free market, but when the consequences of that free market happen, they're like, "Well, we need regulation." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, um someone with a slight amount of sense will say we need regulations. Uh some of them would probably say, "Oh, well, you know who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine. some people died uh, how's that affecting me <laughs> right yeah uh i've also been seeing some conspiracy theories about submarine <laughs> from the dumbest people on earth <laughs> <laughs> for example they're saying that the, these guys fake their debts so they could avoid paying taxes yeah. etc right it all stems from this idea that these people are wealthy yes and you have to be smart to make money Yeah. So these funny pe- joke. So these people are smart. And uh, they wouldn't do something as dumb as build a fucked up submarine on the part of Stockton Rush, right? Yeah. And getting into a fucked up submarine on the part of the passengers. Yeah, right. right? Yes. Both these things are very stupid. Yes. You wouldn't expect uh, in these people's minds, they wouldn't expect a rich person to do something so stupid, right? True. But the truth is the wealthy are just as stupid as us, right? <laughs> they just feel comfortable exploiting people and that's why they're wealthy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Again, right. it's this their world view doesn't it's allow for the idea that somebody got rich and they're not smart. Yeah. That they are a huge fucking idiot. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, fun fact about that story. Well, yeah, somewhat fun fact about that story. 
Yeah. Stockton Rush uh, joined an infamous list. Can you guess what that list was? No. It's a list of inventors killed by their own inventions. <laughs> Do you know who else was on that list? No. Thomas Andrews Jr., who designed the Titanic. All right. It's kind of a... You know how they say history repeats itself? First as a tragedy and then as a farce. Yeah. Yeah. This, That's a yeah. Marx quote. Yeah. All right. I'm learning. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay. You you mentioned this last week and I, said, and I saw it uh, this week in the news because you weren't sure if it was correct or not. But... Yeah. He fired somebody for telling him this wouldn't work. Yes. <laughs> there was an employee that was bringing up, like, uh, their problems with it. Yeah. And they were, like, uh, trying to alert people to the fact that this uh, submarine wouldn't Would work. Not, yeah. And Stockton Rush fired them. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> you know, that's just him. It's, yeah. But, in conclusion... Wokeness killed the submarine. Oh, no. <laughs> the right wing is right. <laughs> Wokeness made the submarine explode. <laughs> That's going to get clipped and posted everywhere. <laughs> well, again, we don't have listeners. So <laughs> I'm the only listener. <laughs> it's me, like, you know, doing the cleanup for next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to take an out-of-context clip of myself. <laughs> And try get myself into trouble. <laughs> All right. So, anything else to say about the submarine? Uh, not that I can think of. All right. Well, I have another thing to say about the submarine, but it's from a different like angle, right? All right. Okay. ABC News had Big Jim Cameron on, <laughs> who explained oh, why yeah. this guy Stockton was a huge dumbass, <laughs> and a number of people. So yeah, that's the thing. He went on ABC News. It yes. was like an eight-minute interview. Yeah, where like they were asking him about this, right? Yeah, and he was just flaming this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I built my own submarine. <laughs> And yeah, uh, I got to much lower places <laughs> than this guy. And then he's like, yeah, I've been on the Titanic longer than the captain of the Titanic. <laughs> Big Jim just flexing on these motherfuckers, right? Right. And a number of people finding out that, you know, he's not just a director. He's actually a deep sea diving expert who designed his own submarine to visit the Titanic, right? And they're all joining the Big Jim fan club. Yeah. I welcome these people. <laughs> it's nice over here. My only complaint is that he didn't end the interview by saying, and that's just the way of water. <laughs> you should <laughs> Secretly an Avatar uh, press. I really thing. hope Avatar 3, this is somebody that goes down in it. And James Cameron comes, you know, into, into Cameron and says, Hmm? I told you. <laughs> I'm trying to stop. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, any any thoughts? Any other thoughts on that? Uh, no. All right. I mean, so the next story: Musk versus Zuck. Right. <laughs> After Elon Musk recently tweeted that he would be quote up for a cage fight end quote with Zuckerberg the mm. Meta CEO shot back by posting a screenshot of Musk's tweet with the caption quote send me location <laughs> end quote <laughs> right I'm glad we had a big gym sorry before this because him and Elon Musk are polar opposites yeah everything big gym says he will do yeah 
right? Elon Musk is just a huge liar. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing is I don't believe that this fight will happen. Yeah, Musk, it's unlikely. Musk will weasel his way out of this some way or another, right? Yeah. He'll come up with some bullshit excuse and his fans will just gobble it up like, yeah. <laughs> like little piggies uh, with the slop, you know? Yeah. Uh, but let's imagine this fight does take place, right? All right. I'm not going in with the leftist brain and saying, well, they're both billionaires, so I won't, I want both of them to get hurt. No. <laughs> I want my boy Zuck to knock this motherfucker out, bro. <laughs> I've started using Facebook this week since I saw the, <laughs> this news story, right? Glory to Meta. <laughs> I'm with you all the way, uh, Zuck. <laughs> but again, that's only if this fight happens. So, yeah. There's no, there's no danger of... Uh, me <laughs> me becoming a Mark Zuckerberg fan. but yeah I've just seen a bunch of people posting the Zuck like training jujitsu and stuff from ages ago and then next to it it's like you know that shirtless pic of Elon Musk yeah where he looks really weird and they're like well that's kind of rude well you just body shaming true. it yeah a little bit alright but the point (laughs) stands I I know I know about the picture you're referring to yes yeah and they're like there's no way Elon wins although there are some betting sites that have given better odds to Elon Musk and I don't know how that works but they have yeah betting sites gonna go out of business yeah (laughs) (laughs) because I'll take that (laughs) right Again, Zuckerberg is a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. <laughs> Musk, like, he can't win a Twitter debate. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's the least equipped person on earth to, <laughs> to do this, right? And I saw, I think Andrew Tate said he'd, he'd uh, teach Elon Musk. <laughs> there's no way, again, once again, there's no way this fight is happening. But if yeah. it was, there's no way that's happening. Yeah. Musk is going to weasel his way out of it. This, yeah. 100% that's what's going to happen but yeah anyway <laughs> anything else to say no that's about it so next story according to a report from Vulture artists that worked on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse are now speaking up about the film about the working conditions during the production of the successful animated feature film yeah hundreds of artists employed to put together the 150 million US dollar sequel to 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse shared their quote, arduous, end quote, and quote, restless, sorry, (laughs) relentless, end quote, experiences on the project. The report shared that over 100 artists left in the middle of production and that producer-writer Phil Lord was named as one of the key reasons for the poor working conditions. Over 100 people left the project because they couldn't take it anymore, but a lot stayed on just so that they could make sure their work survived until the end. Because if it gets changed, it's no longer yours, said one artist under pseudonym. (sighs) I know people who were on the project for over a year who left, and now they have little to show for it because everything was changed. They went through the hell of the production and then got none of their work coming out on the other side. Originally set to release in April 2022, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was reportedly delayed because of the pandemic. But a group of animators revealed that they were held up for months in 2021 as Lord was changing the movie. Wow. Once the project was set, animators were reportedly forced to work over 11 hours a day, seven days a week for a year. 
Jeez. The animators were also said to have constantly revised work as Lord held final approval over every shot in the film, despite the work of directors Joaquin Dos Santos, Justin K. Thompson, and Kemp Powers. The mm. report went on to touch on the third install, installation in the Spider-Verse series, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, noting that the film most likely will not make the release date set of March 2024, as only pre-production work has been done so far. So yeah, extremely disappointing to hear. Yeah. I was praising Full Lord and Chris Miller in our Spider-Verse episode. Yeah. Uh I'm considering boycotting Spider-Verse 3 for this. Honestly, same. <laughs> Because it's, it's it's really gross. Yeah. Uh, uh so what I've been reading is that this guy will write a scene. Yeah. They animate it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Ah, oh, I don't like the scene." And he'll write another scene and they have to redo Yeah. all the animation which Uh, it's so much time from from all I've read uh and what I've heard about <laughs> this is that you want uh, bless you they, you. you want the story to be like 100% done and locked in before you start animating because yeah. like you're just wasting resources and like people's labor yeah to do something that's just going to be cut exactly right yeah. and lord and miller have worked on cloudy with a chance of meatballs yeah um What's the Lego movie? Yeah. And th- I think the sequels for both of them they were yeah. producers. Yeah. So the thing is and the first Spider-Verse. Yes. So they've been working in animated movies for quite a while or not in animated movies. They've done animated movies for yeah. quite a while now. Yeah. So they should know like <laughs> you know yeah. like this is respect just, your artists. That's yeah, just yeah. it's gross like uh mismanagement. Yeah. There's so many words <laughs> I'm trying to think of that, that that describe this, but yeah. Uh so I want to see if they change the release date. Hmm. If Spider-Verse 3 is delayed, I will take it as a confession that this report was correct. Yeah. But if that that cuz you know what that person said that they've only because it's a very like quick turnaround. Yeah. We watched it a few weeks ago and that it's June. Yeah. So next year in March they're saying the that 9 months is not a long time. Yes. So I was under the impression that they were kind of doing this back to back. Yeah. They finished the first one, that went out and they were still working on the second one. Yeah. It turns out they finished the second one and they've only just started with the third one. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, this person could be lying this uh Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, but like I said, if the if the if it's delayed Mm. we'll know this report is correct. Yeah. If it's not delayed, you know, I won't throw out this report but I'll be a little bit suspicious. Yeah. Right. But mm, I I think even if it is delayed, it needs to be delayed by a lot because how long Well, what? but look, mm? that's not my concern, right? Okay. Like I said, if it's delayed, this is a confession that this is true, in yeah. which case I'm definitely boycotting. Okay. Right. Yeah. So if it gets delayed, uh that's no longer my concern. Okay. That that that's what I'm I know you were trying to say that like yeah. uh trying to figure out the time frame for it and whatever, yeah. but again, I'm not concerned with it because Okay. At that point I'm just boycotting. Fair There's enough to talk about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> the next news plot story is the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> which we are boycotting. Yes. So I haven't seen the Flash as we are boycotting, but I want to talk about the situation around the movie, right? Okay. First of all, it's massively flopping. Oh, right? Okay. It made like I think 70 million total. Oh, 
Total. Okay. So far. Oh my god. Okay. It's been out for like two weeks now. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not ruling out the possibility that it may you know make more money, but uh, yeah, I think it cost like over two hundred million. Yeah. And obviously, with marketing costs, four hundred million. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the production budget of four hundred million, it's only made seventy. Yeah, that's which <laughs> a huge loss, right? Uh, so yeah, rightly so. Like me, I assume that there are people out there. Well, and you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you watch the Flash? I don't. No. I don't monitor your every. <laughs> I don't have a what's the word like a tracker on your car <laughs> to see where you are. <laughs> but yeah, I actually didn't know it had come out. <laughs> Genuinely, I <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, we would have covered it last week if uh, we had watched it. But uh, okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I assume that there are people out there who will not support a movie starring a dangerous criminal. <laughs> this yeah. is a good thing, yeah. right? The second, well, we have no control over whether. Ezra Miller will pay for their crimes yes. or face any consequences at all. Yes. But we can make the company funding them lose money. Yes. Which which would then hopefully lead to consequences in the future yeah. for them specifically. Yes. But it's a very indirect yes. thing. You know, it's, uh, it's difficult as we as the public to get some justice. Yeah. Right. It is, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, the second thing is... Uh, they apparently did a CGI recreation of George Reeves. Do you know who that is? Uh, no. So he portrayed Superman in the 1950s TV show. Oh, okay. Right. So due to this, he was typecast as Superman and he couldn't get other jobs. Damn. Which made him depressed and then potentially made him commit suicide. Damn. Right. I say potentially because there's theories that he was actually assassinated oh. and he was only made to look like a suicide. Okay. But let's assume that the given story is true. Okay. It's gross to recreate him in this character that drove him to suicide. True. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... Secondly, he has no remaining relatives. Yeah. So who, oh. So who gave permission for this to be done? I, right. Uh, it's very gross. Yeah. I'm just glad we're boycotting this film. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, there's just like a bad aura around it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's not much going right with it. Mm. And the thing is, they had a Batgirl movie. Yeah. Which they shelled. Okay. Yeah. For like, uh, there's like some tax break you get. Okay. If you don't release the movie, if you. Oh. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. But they saved money by not releasing that movie. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, to, to this day, I don't really understand it, right? Yeah. But they scrapped that movie and they kept this Flash movie. Oh. Right? Ugh. To me, that's a... You've chosen to associate with this person. Yes. Ezra Miller in this case. Because at that point in time, I think the world was aware of the charges laid at Ezra Miller. Yeah, right. So the fact that Warner Brothers just pushed on with this project... Yeah. And they had the capacity to just shelve it in the same way they shelved Batgirl... Yeah, they didn't, and they proceeded with this. Is just again gross. Uh, yeah, right. It is. Uh, I would have much preferred if Batgirl came out and this was shelved. Yeah, but uh, agreed. You know, <laughs> I'm not the head of Warner. They can do whatever they want. I'm just yeah. Uh, I'm just against it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, same. <sighs> A final news story this week: Yevgeny Prigozhin, 
oh, had yeah. threatened to march on Moscow to force out Russia's defense minister, a move that provoked fury from President Vladimir Putin, who promised to punish those who had betrayed Russia. Hmm. Barely 36 hours into this confrontation, though, Prigozhin agreed to a deal that would see him move to Belarus. Yes. The Kremlin said he would not be prosecuted as a result, and neither would his loyal troops. Those who wished to could sign contracts to join the regular Russian armed forces. It remains unclear whether Prigozhin will remain in charge of any mercenaries, and if so, where they will be based. The Wagner Group is a private army of mercenaries that has been fighting alongside the regular Russian army in Ukraine. It's estimated that tens of thousands of Wagner troops took part. The group describes itself as a private military company, but the Russian government had recently been taking steps with which was seen as an attempt to rein it in. Hmm. So I have no commentary on this. Okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I honestly don't understand what what happened here. Okay. Like, you know what I read? Yeah. I understand that those how the events took place, but I mean, I don't understand the reasoning behind why yeah. these people did each thing. Yeah, right. Right, That that that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. War is not my area of expertise. Same. Right? Yeah. Hopefully I'll read an article or something this week that explains it in simple terms and I can, you know, follow up on this yeah. in the future. Yeah. Okay. But really yeah, I, I don't know this Progosian guy. I don't know his his wants and desires, his dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wants to be on Broadway and sing. <laughs> but yeah. Um I've just seen what people have said on Twitter. Yeah. So I, I haven't had the time to go fact check all that and, you know, like really do a deep dive here. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. New. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know much about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I, I read the news about the war, but uh, I don't know what any of it means. All right. I'm just here to know about politics, I guess. Although I call it politics, but can we move on? Yeah, let's so, go for it. Uh, the context of this movie. Yes, context. So, I don't have too much by way of context as I didn't watch the original recipe extraction. Oh no! Okay. Did you? No. Oh, they're interesting. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll, you know, usually, like you know, with murder mystery and yeah. Uh, last week with Transformers. Yes, you you've already seen all this. Yes, right? so, <laughs> I, I was just hoping you'd have seen the first one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just remember at the time a podcast I was listening to forgot the main character's name. Yeah, and started calling him Jake Straction. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, since then, I just call Crimson Hemsworth Jake Straction. <laughs> right. Every time I see him in a movie. <laughs> Like, but as I was watching this, I found out his name is Tyler, <laughs> which, you know, nothing against the name Tyler, but I just prefer Jake Straction, right? But yeah, um, his surname is Rake. Yes. Which is, I understand they confuse Rake with Jake and yeah. <laughs> the word extraction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this movie is written by one of the Russo brothers and produced by both of them. Yeah. Do you know who the, the Russo brothers are? Yes. Who are they? The Avengers director guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are essentially the directors of Marvel's biggest movies. Okay. So they did Winter Soldier, Civil okay. War, Infinity yeah. War, and Endgame. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Right. Post-Endgame, they've moved over to streaming. Huh, okay. So they've been saying in interviews that the thea- theatrical experience is dead. 
the future of movies is in streaming. Okay. They've been what's the word waving this flag for the past like a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since I didn't get This it. is the the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really pay that close attention to like Hollywood news. Yeah. Like I hear the big stories but like I'm not watching this fucking interview with these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't know saw a headline that they said, you know, theaters dead, yeah. the future streaming or whatever. Uh, okay. I didn't bother to <laughs> you know follow up on this but I'll just speak about something now, right? Okay. Uh It's a sentiment I've started seeing online. People have kids and other inconveniences and can't go out to the movies. So why not put it on streaming services immediately or charge a once of cost to stream it? Well, makes right. sense. Like what they were doing in the pandemic uh, day in date release. Yeah. So you have Disney Plus, you pay, you know, an amount every month w- yeah. whatever your currency amount yeah. is, right? Yeah. I was going to say the amount for South Africa, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> What uh, about our international listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so just whatever amount you pay, yeah. You just have the streaming service, but you pay an additional fee if you want to watch a a new movie. Yeah, right. Right. And after yeah. 3 months that new movie just gets put on the streaming service. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to pay that extra to watch it immediately. Yeah. That 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 that's what I assume <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> well, yeah. have been saying that, you know. Yeah. This is the way forward. And you'd assume yeah. that I'd be on their side okay. because of the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that You've guy had some rough yes, experiences. That guy wants to beat me up for eating popcorn. <laughs> There's nobody in my house that'll beat me out for you, you know, eating popcorn. Yeah. Except maybe you. <laughs> Why would I? I don't know. <laughs> you just, uh, I don't know. You felt a deep kinship when I said that story about that guy. You were like, "Wow, oh, that could be me." I, I could harass people about popcorn too. But <laughs> anyway, uh, but I vehemently disagree. Right? Okay. Going yeah. to the theater is a big part of the experience. Yeah. Watching movies at home is cool, but seeing it on a big screen and with surround sound elevates the experience. I agree. Yeah. So back to the Russos, they wrote and produced the first extraction starring Jake Extraction from the Thor movies on Netflix. Yes. Right. Yeah. They then directed Cherry, starring not my Spider-Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> on Apple TV. You know who I'm referring to? Yes. I don't know. Can I say his name? Yeah. Tom Holland. Well, I don't know if that's his name, but I just know that's not my Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not my Spider-Man, bro. I don't like him. I don't know if his name was like banned on the pod. No, y- you can say it. I just uh, uh, you know, it's it's like the N-word. <laughs> Black people can say it, but I just can't. You you can say his name. I uh, I can't. And I won't, frankly. <laughs> um yeah, then they made The Grey Man for Netflix starring Captain America. Okay. Which yeah. was supposed to be the start of Netflix a shared, shared universe, but oh. uh, well, are you seeing a pattern here? Um Avengers. Yeah. They Quite have this kind of Avengers. They have one move, and this is to just get one of the Avengers mates and make them a star for streaming movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's their one move. That's all they've done. <laughs> That's all they've done for the past 5 or 6 years, sorry. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like I said, I never watched the original Recipe Extraction. Yeah. But okay. I did watch these other two movies. Okay. And they are st- st- steaming piles of horseshit, <laughs> right? I was going to say steaming. <laughs> steaming peels of. <laughs> but anyway, 
So I didn't have like high hopes going into this movie. Okay. But spoiler alert, I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, kind of had a blast with this. That we can agree on. Mm. So anyway, yep. once again, uh, I haven't gone through the movie scene by scene, so I'd like to throw it over for, to you to you know yeah lead okay. the discussion. So I mean, we we start with what I assume is like the ending of the first extraction, mm. but I'm not actually sure because well, I never watched it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, I read the Wikipedia and it, said, <laughs> <laughs> it did say that yeah, uh, after barely surviving his previous uh, yeah, mission. Where he gets thrown off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, so yeah, it, it starts like that. He goes into a coma and he's just in hospital for a while, mm. pretty much. And then he's kind of forced into retirement when he wakes up. Why is he forced? Because... I thought he chose to... As as far as I understood in the film, he just, like, they went and dropped him off in that, like, the snowy cabin. Yeah. And they were like, enjoy retirement. And he didn't look too pleased about that. Oh. But maybe. I'll yeah, know. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's kind of forced into retirement, I guess. All right. And then, you know, he, he spends his days, uh, I don't know, chilling, watching German TV. Yeah. And doing retired things, I guess. Hanging out with chickens. Yeah. But there's something I wanted to say here, right? Okay. First and foremost, Jake Straction's haircut is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay. I have a very similar trim to him, but my hair is way, sh- way shorter. So we both have fades, but on the top, my, my hair is shorter, his hair is Yeah, longer, yeah. Right? All right. So yeah. he can do the... I don't know what this is called. The, like, it's... <laughs> like a swirl, I guess. Yeah, it's like a swirl at the bottom, you know, at the front of his head. Yeah. Yeah. But so what I'm saying is my hair is too short. I can't do that. Yeah. But, you know, this is the thing. <laughs> longer, I'd like to experiment, but like longer hair irritates me. So. Yeah. As someone who yeah. had longer hair for a very long time, mm. don't do that. Yes, I've never liked it, bro. Yeah. You, it's you know, it's such a mission. As soon as it tar- starts touching my ear, yeah. I get frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, bro. It's just, uh, I don't like it at all. Yeah, that's anyway, uh I don't know how long the events of this movie takes place over. Okay. But his fade stays fresh throughout the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the crew, there's obviously Jake Straction. Okay. The brother. Yeah. And the sister. Yes. My theory is that there's a secret fourth member who's always just off screen. <laughs> this fourth member's only duty is to do touch up on the extraction. <laughs> they don't do anything else. <laughs> they, no, be clear, they're also fully trained in the same way. <laughs> in the same way, the, the three of them are also are, but this person's only duty is like, just, oh shit, it's a little bit long there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, carry on. So. Then one day, well, yeah, so he, he chills with the chickens and he has, I'm pretty sure he has other pets as well. I just don't remember what they are. I think he has a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. There's a dog, yeah. You know, I watched this last night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling to remember like, oh, yeah. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. And then one day, Idris Alba shows up at his house and he's like I've got a mission for you and uh, Mr. Jake Straction is like 
I didn't call him there. Hmm? He didn't call him to extraction. No, he didn't. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just telling the listeners, you know. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a funny little joke. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I'm serious over here and you're just, you know. <laughs> you're tearing down the serious analysis. You know? <laughs> your funny jokes, you're, you're calling this Tyler Rake Jake's track. You know how disrespectful that is. You, you know, if I were Tyler Rake, <laughs> I'd file a lawsuit <laughs> against the slot we've put on his name. But anyway, you carry on. Okay, so Tyler Rake, um, he says that he's retired and he doesn't want to take the job. However, Idris Elba has a, a little... A trump card. Yeah, a trump card. <laughs> It's the same thing from Fast and Furious. <laughs> Family. Family, yeah. Yes. And But, by the way, Idris Elba was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. So he's a part of the, yeah. the Fast yes. universe. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, His uh his trump card is that Tyler Rake will be doing this job on behalf of his ex-wife because he's apparently the only one that can get it done. Well, he's not the only one. Just uh later in the movie she said I don't know who else to call. So it's Yeah. He's the only one that she knows. Oh. Not okay. that Okay. He's the only one who can do it. Right, fair. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then there's this fantastic training montage that I really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so quick. <laughs> it was. It was ridiculously quick. But it was so cool. <laughs> well, uh, so again, this is the thing. We don't know how long he was out of action for. Yeah. So it could have been months. But yeah. if it was like a few weeks, it's like, you know, you've been in training yeah. before, you know, the past, yeah. before this. So yeah, like it wouldn't take long to get back into Uh, yeah true like top shape yeah but if this was a few months I'd be a bit more yeah he he doesn't take that long to get back into shape yeah, yeah. that being said he's huge so yeah. <laughs> you know um, even though the movie doesn't visually show us him doing the training yeah we see his body yeah, <laughs> so it's he's, like, yeah. he's a big boy uh, so a lot of training probably took place off camera yeah <laughs> right? probably but anyway yeah. um, at a fairly similar time We also see the, I guess he's the main bad guy. Yeah, the brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. The his. uncle. Uh, well, okay, first it's the, yeah, okay, so he's not, no, he is the main bad guy. He goes yeah. to pay off a bribe. Yes, he basically. He says, uh, he tells like the governor. Yes. Uh, who's in his, who he's bribing that, uh, can you get my brother out of prison? And he says, no, the Americans... Yeah, the he he killed a DEA agent or something. Yeah. Well, they didn't say he killed him. He said he threw him off a bridge. Oh right. right? Oh okay. So this, that this makes sense. Thing. Neither of us, uh, neither of us has seen original recipe extraction, right? Yes. So potentially that guy is the one who threw Jake extraction off the bridge. Yes. So that's yeah, like, that's <laughs> that's why I'm like, huh? It'd be nice if one of us, <laughs> if one of us knew this. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Jake Extraction is a DEA agent or... They they don't mention, like, yeah. who they work for. Yeah. They just, you know, extract. Well, it, in my mind, they're kind of like mercenaries. So they just work well, for... They, they, like, have a lot of resources. Yeah. They're clearly backed by some... I guess. They're not independent, at least, you know. Uh, they have planes. They have... Uh, yeah. Doctors okay. on call. They have... Uh, They're very well resourced. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. So I think they're working for some agency. Okay. Or I have no idea. Yeah. I, 
It's kind of hard to tell because I... Well, I guess he's working for Idris Elba. Well, now, yes. Do you think Idris Elba is the one funding... Well, not him personally. But <laughs> the agency like, he works for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it could Again, be. this could easily be solved if we watch the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, so potentially uh, Jake's traction was the DEA agent thrown off the bridge. Yes. Right? Most likely. Yeah. And yeah. that's why that guy's in prison. Yeah. He might have been like a, a secondary villain in the first movie. and then. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> carry on. Also, um, I really like the idea of the... You know the prized bull being sick? Like the metaphor that the the bad guy uses when he's talking to the governor about the bull. What do you say? He's like, our, uh, our prized bull is sick. Or something like that, yeah. right? And then they go for a little walk and the governor leaves his bodyguards behind. And then they kill the governor because he is the prized bull that is sick. In what sense? Not like physically sick, but like mentally because he's not going along with what they want him to do. So he's like, in their minds, he's sick. Yeah, I understand that. But how is he the prize bull? Because he's the one that gets them the, I don't know, I guess the, the like spots in parliament and whatever. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well... The thing is, I can't agree or disagree with you because I don't remember this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember the scene where he goes and speaks to that. I don't remember the words. I just remember (laughs) him just asking like, hey, can you get my brother out? Uh, That guy waffles a bit and then he shoots him. Uh, He stabs him. He stabs him? Yeah, with a massive pitchfork. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Just straight through the neck. And then then in the background, you see his, you know, a bunch of people dying. Yeah. So, okay, yes, I mean being shot. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah. yeah now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they um the the kind of Oh, the thing that uh Rake is doing is rescuing his his ex sister in law, I guess. Because so it's his ex wife's sister, right? But he's rescuing her from a Georgian prison. Yeah. Where she lives with her... Husband uh, and kids. Yeah. Well, the husband is in prison. Yes. Like, you know, they introduced us that idea in that scene. Yeah. But now we're finding out that he brought in yeah. wife and kids as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of... Well, technically they're not in prison, but they live there. In the prison. Yeah. Just... Uh, they say that it's safer there because they've got all the guards and whatever paid off. Yeah. But again, if the guards are paid off, why not just let him out? I don't know. Like, they could get a, a body double. Yeah. And just <laughs> <laughs> they could tabo best it. Uh, like, well, yes. Yeah. I know about the story. I just don't know <laughs> the specifics. So they... Um, well, yeah, this is a South African story for internationalists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this country is a movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of our many tales. <laughs> yes, carry on. So uh, basically, long story short, this guy basically faked his own death. They got a body double. They put that in the morgue. And it wasn't even like closely resembling him like the body double was like (laughs) 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 I 
think it was like 10 centimeters tall or something and they I don't know how they did it exactly but they were corrupt officials involved mm. and uh this guy escaped and then earlier this year they caught him on like I think CCTV footage just walking around a shop just regularly shopping <laughs> and they were like wait isn't this guy dead <laughs> so they could have done a very similar thing <laughs> yes anyway carol um who are we all right yeah well, so we were saying why didn't if they had the bri- the the guards under bribe yes why not let him out and have a body double take his place and he I, can live in freedom I, that that's what i'm yeah. saying there's I a lot of no like idea. very small plot inconsistencies yeah. throughout the movie true yeah. yeah but again very small it's not like it didn't break the immersion for yeah. me just uh, it just made me think like huh yeah why don't this happen or whatever yeah character. yeah i guess so uh, i i am not a fan of that first uh yeah it is the first scene where he like he goes to visit his family and she's like uh, don't wake up the kids and whatever and then he like he how do i describe it he basically like abuses her there's yeah. like there's very heavy domestic violence involved yeah and i was not a fan of that well well i'm not a fan of domestic abuse either but in terms of the story we need to realize that she's in danger that's why yeah uh she needs to be extracted yes i right? get that yeah, that's yeah. the like we um there are other ways to show this yeah that's what i'm but saying I, yeah. i'm saying this is the most visceral way to actually see it that is happen yeah right? i'm not saying this was right or not i'm just saying uh, i would see how a, a filmmaker would make that decision yeah to you know bring out the most visceral response in the audience that yeah is, carry on yeah i i mean i get it i just you don't like it. yeah, yeah I, i really just don't like it that's that's, <laughs> that's it pretty much mm. um so then they've got like the whole you know prison escape thing yeah the where, one shot yeah that's that is such a lovely scene mm. where it where the camera follows him the whole way and he's yeah. just well, this, kicking ass this is the thing so as i was watching it i'm like this is going on for a bit long okay one shots i'm i'm much more effective when they used in small chunks right mm, okay doing a 21 minute <laughs> thing uh, you know i felt it was overdone But okay by around like minute 10 yeah i'm like oh so this is the extraction they're doing in one shot this is probably their gimmick yeah i would wager the some money yeah some money that in the first one there's a similar one shot of the titular extraction yeah uh, that's uh, yeah that, at about 10 minutes and then after 10 minutes i'm like all right if this <laughs> is their gimmick then you know let Keep them do yeah yeah because i was going to critique it in in the sense that i don't think the use of that one shot was as effective as it could have been yeah right they could have split it up into one shot where he breaks in yeah then we have cuts you know while they getting the kids out whatever yeah. and then on the way out as well that's another one shot yeah. they don't need to have it as one singular a completely yes. full yeah and then another break and then when they get back onto the the road yeah and they get away then they can that's do, another yeah. one shot okay. can you see what, what i'm yeah. saying but because 
like I said, I figured out that this is the gimmick. It's the it's, thing. They yeah. have to, not have to, just uh, this is what people are tuning in for. Yeah. So I'm not going to criticize their use of it because this is their hook. This is their, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, this is what they're doing that's different to everyone else. This yeah. is why you should watch this movie because they have something that other movies aren't doing or can't yeah. do. I mean, right. although in saying that, it feels kind of like a ripoff of John Wick. Because John Wick also has the... Well, uh, not as long, but they've got decently yeah. long single-take shots of fight scenes. Well, yes, but... Uh, what are you talking about? Are you saying... Uh, it's You it's, know, John Wick didn't invent the... No, I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a lot better uses of... Uh, yeah. Okay. So, for one, have you seen the latest James Bond? Yes. No time to die. Yeah. So towards the end of the, that movie, there's a very good one shot where he's going up the stairs and fighting. People. Oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah. That's a yeah. very restrained, yeah. tasteful use of the one shot. Right. Okay. It's not overdone. It's a one sequence that's you know okay very well choreographed, very very well done. Okay. You know, we were speaking last week about the spatial. Yeah. Uh, element. Yeah. You can see where everyone is. You can see the action take place. It's not just like a, a bunch of bodies. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> writing yeah. in a mess, right? Right. It's, yeah. uh, so, in terms of movies, I'd hold that, that up as the. Not the. It's one of the best ones I've seen. The kind of uh, yardstick. Yeah. If you will. The same director's name is Kari Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. He made True Detective. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. He directed True Detective. I mean, yeah. And he also did a one shot where Matthew McConaughey. Okay, so they're doing like a. This police that are doing a meth bust. Yeah. And he's undercover as part of one of the meth people. People. Yeah. So he has to kind of escape the situation while there's like a bunch of police coming in. Okay. And like raiding houses around the area. Yeah. And they do it in one shot. Oh. That's also phenomenal. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, in Mr. Robot, mm. they did an entire episode in one shot. Oh, right? wow. Okay. You know, Mr. Robot, for a long time, I had it as my number one show. Yes. Up until last year when I watched Better Call Saul. Yes. But yeah, Mr. Robot had an episode where they didn't talk. Oh. At the beginning of the episode, like, there's two characters that were arguing. Yeah. And they're like, let's just not talk. Oh, and then the, oh, nice. And then nobody says any dialogue through the entire uh, episode. That's and, very cool. Until the final shot where uh, this, these two characters come together and one says, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Mr. Robot, you know, does all these things. Just to flex. Just, <laughs> just to be like, listen, <laughs> we're, the, we're, you know, we're the best doing it right now. Get fucked. <laughs> Uh, I miss miss robot so much, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got too distracted from uh, from this, right? But those are yeah. three examples that uh, I'd say are better than this one shot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's fair. You know, in the Loki TV show, they also did a one shot oh. scene, but that wasn't too good. Okay. That was just like it. It happens on another planet. Yeah. And it's very like colorful and you can't really tell what's going on. There's too much happening. Right. All at once. Yeah. So, and that's what I said, you know, the choreography in the James yeah. Bond one, you can see what's yeah. happening. If there's just too many things happening at once and you can't follow along, then it's not effective. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, we've got, <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I guess, like I said, this is the movie's gimmick. Yeah. So we should be talking about the one shot and 
Yeah. Because that's the <laughs> the main thing about this movie, right? Yeah. So I don't mind, you know, just comparing it and contrasting with the things I feel are better. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, implementations of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say about the one shot? Not that I can think of right now. Okay, well, I just want to say it's cool. Yeah, it is. It's fucking cool. It's so cool. Even as I was thinking about, well, I don't think the one shot is being used effectively. You know what I was said about around the 10 minute mark. That's when I changed my mind. Yeah. But uh, as it was going on, I, was, I kept thinking, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fucking> cool. <laughs> Even though it wasn't working precisely as I would have liked. I just thought, kept thinking, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yes. Next thing. Yeah. So then they they kind of make their escape very messily from the prison. Mm. And uh, I mean, there's a lot going on there. They kill the dad. Yeah. He puts like a fucking, I don't know what in his head. <laughs> he puts... Uh, it was like a hammer or something and yeah. he hit him. Yeah. Yeah, very, ooh, it's, very violent, bro. Yeah, it is. It's it's quite God. gruesome and violent, yeah. but it is what it is. Mm. I mean, this guy kind of kills for a living. Extraction. Yeah, he extracts for a living. Killing is just a, <laughs> a side hustle. No, not a side hustle. <laughs> it's a, a side effect of the job. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean is technically okay. Never mind. Yeah. So anyway, they um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's like this big chase and uh they've got these armored cars and obviously, you know, they are trying to get out of there while the uncle's men chase them. Mm. Right. Um and there's this uh kind of big explosion and the cars are I guess written off, kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh so they they kind of make a break for it and um they get on a train and this train scene i also really yeah enjoy. it's part of the one <laughs> <laughs> again I, I i googled it was 21 minutes the the whole right okay thing. yeah yeah but yeah i really enjoyed the the train bit as well like especially that end the end to the train bit where uh, it's kind of like a point of view of the I think it's the kid and Chris Hemsworth well uh, Jake's Traction yeah Jake's Traction like buckles them in and then the train crashes yes, and, and he ragdolls yeah, he goes flying and they yeah yeah that's I, I really found that pretty cool and again yeah a long shot uh, there's a lot of choreography that needs to take place there because yeah. they obviously don't shoot it all in one shot they just have clever editing yeah. tricks that makes it seem like one shot. Yeah. But the one his head was gonna you know, he was head his head was out of the, the door of the train and he was yeah. gonna hit the entrance. Oh yeah, and then yes. he like sits up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the train sequence as well. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's um, it's very well done. Well, it's still part of the one in that we're yeah. talking about. So um Yeah. Yeah. And then they they make it out and they uh they get on a plane i think yeah i'm pretty sure they they so they get on a plane and they fly to austria mm. and while they're on the plane the um kid takes the phone yeah the kid sandro um he he phones his uncle mm. and uh, he's like listen this is what's happening uh we are going to austria we're going to you know 
I, I guess, try to escape. Mm. And the uncle's like, shoot, meet you there. Right. And this is what gets us to the, the heart of this movie. Okay. SSS. SSS. Saving Sandro's soul. Saving Sandro's soul. Okay. Because that's what this movie is about, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's a battle between his two uncles. Yes. Oh. Yes. It is his two uncles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <bro. laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> in, my, yes. in my mind, it was uncle versus Rake. Like. Yeah, but yeah. Rake is also his uncle. Yes, it, it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the two uncles are battling over, you know, how this boy's life is going to play out, essentially. Yes. Like, will he follow the path of Nagazi? Yeah. Which, I don't know, are they trying to allude to a Nazi? Maybe. Well, if they take the G and the A out, it's Nazi. Yes. Or if they just take the G out, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was thinking too small. <laughs> we'll take out you, 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 you saw the big picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But so I don't know. Was there some sort of allusion to them? But like, you know, racial purity never came up yeah, <laughs> as a topic was, in the movie. So yeah. I think that's just me, you know, shortening words. The, that the word don't Nazi, need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nazi. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Carry on. This is the well. Yeah, as you said, this is the, the fight for Sandro's. Yes, uh, they arrive there. They shoot the daughter. Well, the daughter got shot before they left yes. on the train. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on she has train. to get medical treatment from somebody uh, there in Austria. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> I doctor. Don't, I don't think we ever saw the doctor. No, we do. Oh. We see him very briefly as Nick walks into the room. Nick? The sister. Oh, yeah. I don't know the yeah. sister's <laughs> name is, bro. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just call them the brother. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So as she walks into the room, she says, like, thanks, Doc, or something. And there's a guy leaving at the same time. Mm. Yeah. And there's another great action sequence. Yeah. Where a, a <laughs> helicopter comes to shoot yeah. <laughs> extraction. And he jumps and, like, uh, you know, a lot happens. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot in that yes, scene. eventually culminating with the fight on the roof. Yes. Where... Um they do stuff and things and stuff no and like they break the glass <laughs> yeah he was holding on with one hand yeah and he went to catch the sister <laughs> Nick Nick <laughs> uh, yeah I, I didn't like the scene that much yeah I thought it was like the action was good but yeah. like it kind of felt unnecessary yeah I guess they you know stealing Sandro yeah uh, they wanted that to be a big deal yeah. So they, but I think they kind of wasted this action sequence. They could okay. have, uh, you know, made the end action sequence bigger. Yeah. And just had this as like a, a low key kind of thing, like Sandro just walks out, <laughs> something <laughs> just, you know, like, uh, like while they're not paying attention to him, he just leaves. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't work. Yeah. Because like yeah. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't really yeah. know how that'll work, but yeah. All right. 
Another thing I was going to say is the acting in this movie is all over the place, right? Okay. In the motion of the action scenes, I think Jake's reaction is quite effective. Yeah. But in the conversation scenes, for example, okay. he's having like a heavy chat with Olga Kirilenko in the cabin later on in the movie. Yeah. Right. We've been going scene by scene, but I'm just uh, yeah skipping it a little bit. Right? Okay. Yeah. He has like a his line delivery is awful. Okay. It's a very like emotional scene. Do you remember this? Yeah, scene? yeah, yeah. Right. I don't like that at all. Okay. But a few seconds later in that scene, the bad guy phones him and says, "Come to the barn to negotiate." <laughs> and he replies, <laughs> "I'm not coming to negotiate." <laughs> right. So like those like I don't know badass lines. Yeah. Worked a lot more for me than when he had to do emotional stuff. Yeah. The emotional okay. stuff was a weak point for me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. Although I, w- I would say that that's kind of a symptom of doing the the superhero movies that came before it. So like Thor and Avengers and that kind of stuff. Where he doesn't really have that much no. to do in terms of emotional. Sure. That's, I agree with that. But yeah. I do think he's better doing comedy. Yeah. When definitely. Like, they make use of his comedic talents. He has good like comedic He's, timing yeah so that's why I, if he just went into like uh, I don't know like a you know Adam Sandler's crew yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, like all the people in uh, what's that one grown ups grown ups yeah. yes <laughs> how did you know <laughs> because it's all of them right yeah, Kevin is. James David Spade Chris Rock there's more <laughs> yeah there's there's so many more there, uh, yeah those it's, are just the, the ones off the top of my head right? it's like most of the grown yeah. ups cast join like a comedy crew yeah. <laughs> and like you know in the same way that Adam Sandler has his gang yeah um, Judd Apatow has his gang yeah well they used to have like Seth Rogen James Franco uh, yeah you know yeah yeah you know I get you yeah <laughs> like just Hook up with the comedy crew. Do a few comedy movies. Yeah. Like you... I think because he's so buff. Yeah. He's kind of getting typecast into these like action... Actually, I don't know why I'm saying that. Maybe he's look ser- searching these out, right? Yeah. I, I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think he could be doing way better things in comedy movies. Yeah. As opposed to... I get you. Yeah. Right. Anyway. True. Yeah. Um... So the kid Sandro, I yeah. found him very annoying. Mm, okay, he's, he's acting. Yeah. Uh. Well, maybe I'm being a little bit unfair. It's it's like fifty percent his character, fifty percent the acting. Okay. Uh, his character was very annoying. Yeah. Because he's such a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the only two people I thought were great was Idris Elba. Okay. In a short cameo in the beginning and end. Yeah. And Olga Kurylenko. Okay. So she was doing some incredible face acting while the extraction was delivered. <laughs> like very stilted dialogue. <laughs> she, you know, like when you see one tear. Yeah. <laughs> but like, her Jake extraction also had one tear come down. Yes. But it was, I don't know, worse. I don't know how to describe it. it. There was just something off about it. Yeah. Olga Kurylenko, watch her one night, one tear drop versus <laughs> one tear drop. And it's just so like night and day. Yeah. I really. When I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> there's, there's a very stark difference here between, you know... The two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the the villain also really didn't like. Okay. 
That's yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, You're usually just... not meant to like the villain. <laughs> no man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's a lot of poor line delivery and just like underacting from this guy. Yeah. Like he seems to be like performatively angry. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see like, what you're saying, yeah. If he finds out news, yeah, he, he reacts calmly. Yes. And then sometimes with no provocation he'll just go mad yeah so it's like he's very uh i don't know up and down yeah i don't like that character and that's fair he also uh just seems to make decisions based on whatever immediate thing he is feeling right yeah uh jake's fractions team is highly resourced and well trained yeah i think it would be more interesting if they came up against a guy who was a tactical genius okay right as the uncle points out this idiot is just getting his own people killed sorry (laughs) The villain's uncle. Yes. Uncle of the uncle. Yes. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're doing uncleception. <laughs> There's too many uncles in this damn movie. Yeah. Right. Um, where am I? Fuck. So the uncle points out that this idiot is getting his own people killed left and right for his personal vendetta, right? Yeah. If I were high up in the gang, I wouldn't put up with this. Right? <laughs> I'd get together with other high ups and potentially assassinate this guy. Fair enough. Right? He's wasting gang resources for his personal use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <just, laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> is this the guy we want leading us if, if I'm a member of this gang? <laughs> He's a corrupt politician in well, gang leader form. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the gang actually has some recourse for. <laughs> That, that that poor you know <laughs> decision making yeah, yeah so yeah yeah um i also want to say the death of the brother on jake's fractions team yes. is never fully addressed <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah he died and nobody even mentioned mentions it for the rest of the movie not even his sister i mean there's a little bit where his sister is like lying next to his corpse on a bed and she's i don't know i guess she's like washing him or something but there's just like a little moment yeah. that they have, and that's that's really about it, pretty much. Yeah, but I, re- I really thought the, that guy was what shafted. Yeah, know? he he got the short end of the stick. Well, both the brothers died. Yeah, the brother of this guy. Yes. The brother on the team and the brother of the villain. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's there must be like a metaphor here for like. Fighting uncles, dying brothers. Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) It's something. Yeah, there's something going on here. You know, uh, this is the thing. These ideas are too big for me. (laughs) I can only see the edges, you know. I I can't see what the the whole thing is. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll figure it out and then do it in cleanup next week. And at the end of the movie, he tries to go for a (laughs) hand. <laughs> oh, I love that. I don't laugh. I rolled my eyes. But this is a good uh, example of not a cameo, or, but like a, a reference. Yeah. Right? Yes. If in, in, say, 30 years, yes. somebody's watching this uh, and they have no context for Thor. Yes. They'll just think, oh, Jake Straction was trying to get a hammer. Yes. But if you do have the context for Thor, it's like, oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's doing the thing, right? So that's why I'm saying this works. In the short term and the long term. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's, it's not like uh, that rubbish Spider-Man movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I don't want to go into it again, but uh, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Because I'm done. Just the, like the CGI, was also very hit and miss in my opinion. Mm. Like, especially when the the helicopter was gunning the building, mm. uh, you know, in Austria. Yes. It was like, I don't know. I could just tell that it was like there was something off about it, and I didn't like that. But other than that, it was pretty good. Oh, also, the product placement. I don't know if you saw it, like, with the cars. They only drive VW and Mercedes. I'm sorry, I didn't notice any of this. (laughs) 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 I just saw them get into the cars. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, yeah. Uh, Apparently, there's a lot of (laughs) product placement. (laughs) It's, It's just German car product placement. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear one of the people, uh, you know, who arranged for the product to, to listen to this part and to be like, oh, we paid all this money and we didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> oh, it just went over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you're done? Yeah. And then score? Um, seven or an eight out of ten. I'm giving a seven. Okay. Uh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Fun, but with problems. Yeah, that's reasonable. So, recommendations. Recommendation. Oh. Um, I think we spoke about it last week. Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. Yeah. I. Shit. Yeah, I did. And? And I enjoyed it. All right. <laughs> Sorry to all of those that didn't, but I did. Alright, we're yeah. not we're not having a fight. So there's no <laughs> there's no great war between the the pro bandersnatch and the anti bandersnatch people. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's right about it. Alright, yeah. what what did your your path take you? Did you play around? Uh no, I just did it once. Oh. But I will be playing around with it in the future. Because like certain places you die. Yeah. And like you start over. Yeah. Well, not sort of from the beginning. Like, you just go back, like... Oh, there was actually one that was, um... Like, I chose the path. I died. Or, like, I messed up or something. And then it went back to that same decision so that I could choose the other option. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh... What's the you of you? Yeah, that's literally it. I don't really get time to... Alright. Watch a bunch of stuff. You're on holiday. So? <laughs> I have games to play. Right. Oh. And gyms to go to. He's gaming, folks. I Yes. So I gross. do occasionally. I yeah. don't know why you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> All our listeners' skins just crawled. Because all uh, of them. I'm the only listener. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, all the listeners' skins just crawled. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so let's go through this quickly. All right. Detroit. Okay. okay. It's the last movie in Catherine Bigelow's filmography. Ah, okay. Very heavy. Very, I don't know. Nice or not nice? Not nice. Oh, it's about race relations in Chicago. Oh, I mean, sorry, not Chicago, Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, like the police raided this hotel. Okay, and kept these uh, these guys like uh, I don't know what to say under uh, hostage. I kind and of they, they took okay. them to different rooms and they killed. 
Oh. One of them by mistake. Oh. They were supposed to be intimidation. Yeah. Right, but they the one guy didn't realize it was fake and just shot the guy. Jeez. So, Louise. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's very heavy and um So again, uh, this is in relation to the blank check. Mm, yes. I listened to that episode and they had on a guest who was saying that that's not how it actually happened and Oh. You know, there's like All a right, lot okay. of like things that undercut the message of the movie right which uh, i suggest you go listen to that episode for you know fuller breakdown just okay. in short i didn't enjoy this movie okay that's fair it was yeah it's not the worst of her career yeah because there's been some clangers <laughs> that's fucking submarine one jesus christ I still <laughs> there's that one the one where she's a cop uh i mean Jamie Lee Curtis is a cop all right yeah but yeah um yes Okay. It's very unfortunate her okay. uh, filmography ended like this. Yeah. She hasn't made a movie since 2017. Oh. I'd I'd like to see her do another one but yeah. get like I don't know an action movie again like Point okay. Break. Oh yeah. Like well obviously whatever she wants to do. You yeah. Know, you know what I've been saying that the 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 artist shouldn't take the audience into consideration. Yeah. She should, should do whatever she wants to do and I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, And I watched The Birth of a Nation. Okay. From 1915. Oh, it's, that's old. Yeah, it's a This movie was responsible for the Birth of a Nation. No, the resurgence <laughs> of the KKK. Oh. Right? Oh damn. Yes, it's a very uh, pivotal movie in American culture. Okay. So, movie started in the early like 10 years prior to this. Okay. Yeah. And uh they didn't have uh what's the word? uh like stuff the techniques that were used in this movie were yeah. used like uh sparingly throughout all right okay uh, yeah. in other places okay. this movie put it all together so okay. it was very groundbreaking for the time yeah but okay. it's an unbelievably racist movie oh <laughs> <laughs> okay again that's why i said uh it got the kkk back uh, yeah because it's together. super racist yeah <laughs> but like <laughs> this is the thing it's it's racist to the point of like comedy oh oh okay like, <laughs> you know if i were making a parody of yeah. like what a right winger thought <laughs> it wouldn't be as hectic as this movie bro it's it's like some of these things it's it's so like they let black people into parliament right so they come in and there's this one guy he takes off his shoes and he oh no he puts it on the table and oh no <laughs> and he starts like you know like moving his foot around and like oh. the they looking at him like disgusted oh, and like <laughs> it's genuinely so funny bro but <laughs> <laughs> it's like three hours long oh jeez so, yeah joint security area. Okay. This the next in the Park Chan-wook filmography. Oh, I see. Okay. This it's kind of a mystery, right? Okay. So the first time I watched it, I was kind of focused on trying to unravel the mystery. Right. But now that I watched it a second time, I already knew how it's going to end. Yes. So I could pay more attention to like the cinematography, the uh like the little the, details. The little details and I yeah. appreciated it much more. Yeah. My rating didn't change. I oh. gave it a nine then, and I gave it a nine now. Okay. So yeah, excellent movie. Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but the Righteous Gemstones returned. Uh, I don't recall you mentioning it. It's a Danny McBride TV show. Okay. So do you know who Danny McBride is? No. Fuck. 
don't know. He's in like <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff with uh, James Franco. Oh, okay. Let me just Google a picture. Okay. Don't know who this guy is. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I could describe where he's from. He's just from everything. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he had a great show called Eastbound and Down. Okay. Which generally <laughs> <laughs> so funny, right? He's a baseball okay. player. He's like a washed-up baseball player. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. You. I don't know how to describe it more than that, but he's just one of the funniest fucking people. <laughs> anyway, then he makes a show called Vice Principals. Yeah. Which only ran for two seasons, and then now he's Righteous been making a show Gems. called The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. All of them have been on HBO. Right. So uh, well, he was like contracted to make three movies, mm-hmm. and and not three movies, three, three. TV shows, and okay. this is the third one now. Oh right. Okay. Righteous Gemstones is in is in its third season. Okay. And it started last week. Okay. So then I watched the first couple of. Uh, they released the first two episodes. Okay. So yeah. And how's that going so far? Really good. Oh, nice. Excellent okay. show, bro. Once again, I liked, I love both East Down and Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. Okay. Uh, Righteous Gemstones, I like a lot as well, but not as much as the yep. other two. Okay. That, my, my fair rate, enough. Like, my rating is the same way they came out. Number one, Eastbound and Down. <laughs> number two, Vice Principals. Number three, Righteous Gemstones. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of slowly going downhill. No, but they're all three is still pretty good. Okay. It's just, I prefer Eastbound and Down to this. That's fair. Right. Um, then I watch Beetlejuice. Oh. Which is the next, after Bigelow, the next Blank Check series, which is for Tim Burton. Right. Okay. Oh. His first okay. movie is actually Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Which I haven't seen. I can't find it. Yeah. Online. But okay. uh, his next movie was Beetlejuice, which I watched as a child and, yeah, uh, yeah I never liked it. This Beetlejuice is a sex criminal, bro. He's, <laughs> he's just a bad guy. Yeah. He's always trying to like touch women in- inappropriately. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I don't like this Beetlejuice guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, he gives me bad vibes. That's fair. I said it three times. Right. <laughs> so, just to be clear, <clears throat> do you not like Beetlejuice? No, I don't like Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay, cool. No, we said it five times. <laughs> we said it once, I said it four times. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> So, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. Has to be. But once again, we have no listeners, so it's only me. (laughs) I need to give it a (laughs) five-star review. (laughs) Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. You can find all our links at paysip.com. That's P-A-I-C-I-P.com. Please tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell two family members. Tell your whole family. (laughs) (laughs) Just send out a mass text. (laughs) Or like some people, they have a family group chat. Just drop the link in there. (laughs) What happens, happens, you know. (laughs) If you don't have a family group chat, make a family group chat. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Cheerio.